Luck is relative. The odds don't lie. Over a long enough simulation, the probability will do what it is predicted to do in precise proportions. If one pays attention, they begin to notice the patterns. They start to become as apparent as your detachment, but with a greater purpose. Tangible implications rather than transcendental happenstance. It's all about timing. Carpe the goddamn diem and whatnot. You find the table with a hot wheel and who knows? With a little run good, you may be able to sleep in a bed tomorrow. These things happen, you know. It'll be different this time. One for the books. The stuff of legends. In the end, hard work does always pay off. But if what you've earned can't replace what you've lost, your hard work meant nothing. Timing is also key. The difference between liquid and solid is one degree. The difference between life and death is an abrupt kiss on the cheek after the drop. By your calculations, descending at a stable, stomach parallel to earth position, the terminal velocity of the human body is approximately 120 miles per hour. Though, if one is in a particular hurry, they can implement the head down technique, providing one's in a stable enough freefall, of course. This reduction in surface area and consequential reduction of resistance will allow you to reach speeds of over 175 miles an hour. Some say 180. Anything worth doing is worth doing right. Will it be on the news? No. Those types of mishaps tend to be discussed behind closed doors and are typically found beyond page two. Impact splatter is bad for business. Emergency crews clog roadways. Tragedy is a distraction. Best to treat the scene as another street performance gone bad with a rather flamboyant artist having an unfortunate mishap with one of the props. The article in the paper might say something about a freak accident, which was most likely the result of a window washer suffering catastrophic equipment failure, or perhaps a protest stunt by an eco-terrorist attempting to solve global warming by erasing their own carbon footprint. How noble. A selfless act of sacrifice, the print may read. One heck of a guy, a likely comment from the mayor. Three to one, your name would be spelled wrong in the report. Perfect. You almost smile at a mental image of the distant cousin type awkward hug with the imported Italian marble at 181 miles an hour, like a fucking champion, shattering that record, along with a majority of your 216 bones. Finally, a winner. 1213. Should get a haircut for aerodynamic purposes. Could probably use a shave as well. And who knows? Your luck's due to change any minute. Maybe it'll be a trainee. Maybe they do straight shaves. Any minute now, it's time. Maybe the new guy forgets his insulin and his hands get shaky. Who knows? Maybe you put a thumbtack in your shoe so when the razor glides over your artery, you can provoke a frenzied enough spasm to break the skin and open the floodgates. These things happen. The odds never lie. 
We only lie to ourselves when we suggest anything otherwise. The power dynamics between famine and feast are measured by the second hand. The difference between regret and bragging rights is that neither can exist without an audience. It's not enough to do great things. Without witnesses, it never happened. Without connections, we never happen. You tell yourself to stay focused, maintain discipline. You convince yourself that a positive attitude will persevere over all. You comfort yourself with a reminder that a clean streak tonight means breakfast on Friday, but without pancakes. Spam in place of bacon gets you halfway to a medium slurpee tomorrow. Indispensable in the beginning, mostly to combat the triple-digit temps of your four-wheel drive convection oven. Now, a mobile landfill, private residence, and prospective tomb. Your own shiny new mausoleum, complete with a sports package upgrade. This is where you'd sleep if you ever slept. This is where you'd dream if you ever dreamt. Calling nightmares dreams seems unfair. That's like calling blowjobs uppercuts, filet hamburger meat, yourself human. Maybe it's just you, but you find it hard to get comfortable when you're being cooked alive in your own bodily fluids. Not for a lack of trying, but counting sheep is quite the task when you can't even remember your fucking name. In an effort to combat your tender broil, you begin a flowchart for H2O regimens and restrictions. First, by implementing a 15% reduction in all fluid intake. Careful only to imbibe enough for vital organs to maintain motor functions, but never enough to gain strength. Not one to overindulge as of late. With too many unwanted benefits one stands to receive from proper hydration, one risks losing the numbing sensation brought about by the body as it is dying. Your nose has gone numb to the intolerable air, polluted, you theorize, by a lack of skills in the old hygiene department. Even in its foulness, the smell is oddly comforting. Even prisoners have toilets. Another red light. Kill the headlights. Unbuckle as you accelerate. Release the wheel. Think of the day you met her. Perfect.